The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to Go to Market Week on the MarTech Podcast. This week, we're going to publish an episode every day talking about the strategies you need to implement a successful go-to-market strategy. Joining us for Go to Market Week is Jordan Crawford, who is the co-founder at Blueprint, which is a company that helps startups that have found product market fit build scalable go-to-market systems based on identifying pain in the market. Blueprint systems get 11 to 33% positive reply rates on cold emails, and they've built a market system for companies like Main Street, Vouch, Fresh Paint, Primer, Pharos, and Ironclad. So far this week, Jordan and I have talked about why B2B marketing is jacked, why B2B marketing tools fail, why it's not your sales team's fault. And today we're going to talk about how to solve that problem, how you quantify and score your users' pain. All right, here's the fourth installment of Go to Market Week with Jordan Crawford from Blueprint. Jordan, welcome back to Go to Market Week on the Martech podcast. This is my fourth favorite time being here. Fourth favorite time? <laughs> yeah, Monday was the best, Tuesday. <laughs> How do you know we haven't recorded the episode yet, Jordan? <laughs> okay, maybe it could be the first. Your artificial intelligence is so good, you know that this is our fourth <laughs> best episode? No, this will be the best one. This will be the best one, I promise. I actually think that this is the episode that is the most applicable. It's the one that I'm the most excited about. The whole system that you're talking about to fixed outbound B2B marketing is saying, hey, stop going through fake personalization and blanket covering your target market with cold emails and start figuring out who's in pain and how you can reach out to them appropriately to help them solve that pain. And you're using numbers, math, to actually figure out who's in the most pain. So how do you put the numbers behind the pain? How do you score the users to figure out who is you know, most in need of your products or services? You have to start with your customers because otherwise this is weaponized outbound and that fails. And a good example of this is that everyone used to sort of spam the market with Zoom info. And then they're like, oh, well, what if I message people when they raise and say, well, you're raising, you have more money. I like money. Can I have some of your money? That's what that looks like. So I want to be very clear here and not mince words. You have to start with your customers because the best indication of future buying behavior is past buying behavior. Hang on, hang on. 
The best indication of future buying behavior is past buying behavior. That's right. That's going to be on our tweets. That's going to be on our show notes. We're going to print t-shirts. <laughs> it's one of the best things I've heard in a MarTech podcast this year, albeit we're recording this on January 12th. The best indication of your future buying behavior is your past buying behavior. Yeah. Go on, Jordan. That's exactly right. And that's the thing that people get wrong here because what they do is they think, how can I get someone to take a meeting with me? How can I convince someone that they have a problem? But all you have to do is decode why your past customers bought you and what was the business doing? What was that person doing? And so let me give you an example of what this looks like. I was a VP of growth at a company. And when I was a VP of the growth, I implemented segment there, a CDP. Now I have left this company to join another company as a VP of growth. And now I need a CDP. And you get to that place, not by testing that playbook, but by looking at your customers and saying, wow, 10% of our users were in this bucket. Then all you have to do is figure out who meets this model. So you start with a anchor point and everything is about planting that flag and the sandbox that you play in is within five feet of that flag. Otherwise, you're going to be testing random messaging to random people, and you're going to try to this personalization game again. It's not going to work. I am testing random messaging to random people and mildly effectively. Hey, look, I've been doing this for four years running the MarTech podcast. We've generated hundreds of thousands of dollars of revenue per year. I know there's more meat on the bone. I know that just randomly reaching out to marketing executives in the MarTech industry is not the most elegant way to find out who is a potential podcast sponsor. We haven't figured out a better solution. So how do I figure out where the flag I should plant is? Well, you look at your existing customers and you say, who is the buyer? Okay, it was a VP of marketing. And then you say, what were they doing? Well, they were trying new channels at the time. And why were they trying new channels? Well, they just launched a new product. Okay. And you should have a conversation with your customers. Like, why did you decide to sponsor the MarTech podcast? What was going through your head? Well, we just increased our marketing team by five people. And that was a 30% increase and they needed something to do, <laughs> you know, or we'd never been in podcasts before, but we had had really good success with billboard ads. And so we're like, what other weird channels? So then you're going to look at who's running billboard ads right now. Hey, what you call it a weird channel? <laughs> <laughs> well, but I think it's like the brilliant thing is that people know that it's growing. People have a good understanding of it, but you ask how many people are good at, at understanding podcast ads. Like it's not the same as people that know Facebook. It's not the same as people that know Google. So my guess is not knowing your customers that it's going to be these folks that are reaching for other interesting new channels that they don't know how to get started. They don't even know where an expert is. They, they may have other types of challenges than I need to invest money in paid ads, right? The biggest sponsor that we've ever worked with is HubSpot. We've got a multi-year agreement. We're a member of their podcast network. We love them dearly. We are believers of their products or services. So do I just say, okay, HubSpot, one of the biggest CRMs, it's kind of a prosumer, lower end market tool that can scale to everyone else. Do I just look for HubSpot clones? Am I looking for Schmubspot and Bubspot too? No, no, no. The way that you do this is you do two things. First, you have a conversation with the buyer and you say, why us? Why were you interested in the MarTech podcast? What was interesting to you? Well, one thing I know about HubSpot is they invest a lot in content marketing. They have always invested in content marketing, right? So then you say, okay, well, what other channels were you investing in at the time? Well, okay. They may have other indications that they're investing in other podcasts. 
So you start seeing other people that are popping up on the HubSpot podcast network. So now it's like, all right, you have an idea that they're publishing a blog post, five blog posts a day. Wow, they're really investing in content. And you also notice that HubSpot is increasing the number of, you look at like similar web data and say, what percentage of their traffic are coming from ads? So suddenly you can start to decode the same experiences that led them to you to find other companies that are in that space. It's not about finding HubSpot's competitors. It's about finding what is the mindset of the person that is the HubSpot VP or the person that purchased or worked with you and what was the inflection points of the company and looking for public signals about that. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. So HubSpot was starting a podcast network, right? They were trying to work with creators to both promote their products or services, support creators, create a network, build more of a community around podcasting, right? Podcasting is a big thing. It's the next big thing. Instead of just hiring everybody, they're basically going to create a network, help us all get together and grow our shows as part of a community and also have a sponsorship relationship with them as well. That's a hard thing to replicate, right? I don't know if I can go Go find other brands that are saying, I want to build a podcast network and a, a media arm within our company. So when you're looking at something that's as specific as a HubSpot and their intent and, and sort of their rationale for investing in podcasts, I don't know if there is a specific signal that says what their rationale is that I can find with other people. So then what do you do? Do you go down market? Do you start looking at some of our smaller sponsors and try to look for common themes and assume that the big one's an outlier? You know, what's the strategy here? Well, what you really need to do is what is a case where if you look at their website, if you look at data on LinkedIn, if you look at technology that they use, Assume you have perfect public information on a company. If you look at their Glassdoor, G2 crowd, if you look at other podcasts and who are sponsoring those things, if you spent, let's say you had unlimited amounts of time to do research on any one company, 
you need to codify what you see that excites you. So that might be, oh, wow, it's really exciting that they sponsored another marketing podcast. Oh, you know what's really exciting? That their VP was on another marketing show, which means they understand the value of podcasts. It might be that they just launched a bunch of new Facebook ads. It might be that they're hiring an offline marketer. And the thing I'll say here that's really important is that you need to get above the noise and this research And ideally, you want to anchor on a handful of different pieces of information. So what this does is not only does it improve reply rates, but it signals something about the quality of your product. And that is absolutely key. A good chunk of my outreach for my clients where my name is nowhere, where my brand is nowhere, that has been lead gen for me because people say, this is the best email I've ever got. Who wrote it for you? And tell me about your product. So people that might not have ever been in the market, they see this email and like, if this is the effort that you placed in some random guy on the street, what is your product going to be like? Wow, it's going to be so much better. And so it is wrong to think that, oh, if I just add more personalization or if I just talk about this ad spend, but it is right to say that you need to test this and to think about things that are proximate to investing in podcasting and saying, for these reasons, I think that you might be a great candidate. And people respond and say, wow, what great research. I don't know if I'm right, but I'd love to learn more. Okay. So you're doing your detective work is what it really sounds like. You're coming up with your thesis of why someone is going to become your customer. You're doing your digging across multiple different ways that indicate whether they are in your not even addressable market, but they're the top of your addressable market. That actually gets into then how do you score the pain, right? How do you figure out how to quantify what's actually happening and figure out who to reach out to first? This is a little bit of an art and a little bit of science. Generally, this comes from the founder or the VP of sales that has done this. And when they look at a company, they will be able to say, this is great. And look at another company like, oh, this could be okay. And they just have to kind of narrate that. What makes them great? What makes them okay? So it's generally hard to come up with an, like a very specific heuristic here, but you might say it could be the number of people they have in marketing relative to all their employees. So you know they're a marketing heavy organization, right? So they've got a thousand employees and 400 of them are marketing folks. That's a marketing driven organization, right? So you know something about them. It might be that they have had a huge spike in traffic, which means that they're investing a lot in paid ads or for whatever reason, they've had really good success in one or two of their channels. So you might say people that have had huge spikes in traffic are better fits for me and they're having a great inflection point. It could be employee headcount growth, which doesn't make sense in your case, but it might be headcount growth in other channels in marketing. So you could say, wow, this customer is a much better fit for me because they're hiring an offline marketing manager, an events marketing manager, and a paid ads manager all at the same time. So they're going hard. So what I'm hearing from you is you need to understand who your existing customers are. You're building profiles based on them. You're looking at all sorts of different signals in terms of where their investments are, what's happening in their business. You're really, this is where the art comes in, trying to understand the mindset and the background of what's happening with your existing customers. And then you're trying to find replicas to that with the same data sources. And the closer matches you have to the people that have been your buyers, the more you're going to be able to find success with your future outreach. That's right. And the problem is that when a lot of SDRs are asked to go do their job, 
none of that work is ever done. And they come in having no understanding of what you've tried, what you've not tried. And they don't decode all of your customers buying moments by pain. And they don't, that's not ranked for them. So ideally, if you look at your past customers, you'll be able to say, hmm, well, 30% of them bought when this happened. And it has to be in their own words. So you should chat with them and be like, play the devil's advocate. Wow, I can't believe that you sponsored the MarTech podcast. Why would you do that? And they'll be like, well, let me tell you why. It was great for us for this reason. We decided to pull the trigger because we'd chatted with our competitor or we'd had a conversation with blah, 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 who bought your service when he was at another company. So then you can say, aha, I see a pattern. A pattern was a previous customer that changed jobs that worked at HubSpot said, working in the marketing podcast was amazing. You should totally do it. So you'll start to hear those customer words and what they talk about to think about patterns in the market. And then the tricky part is how do you take that from an art, seeing those patterns into a science where you can tell an outsourcer, go score the company on these things and tell me yes or no across these five, six, 10 variables. And honestly, that's only half the picture here. It's not only enough to just understand what the pain is, understand how to quantify it, feed that to your sales rep. There's the second half of the puzzle, which is what do you say to them to actually get the conversion? And that's what we're going to talk about to wrap up Go to Market Week on the MarTech Podcast. So that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Jordan Crawford, the co-founder of Blueprint. If you'd like to hear more of Jordan's tips for building an effective go-to-market strategy, we're going to publish an episode every day this week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and check back with us tomorrow morning when we talk about why your personalization sucks. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Jordan, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes, or you can visit his company's website, which is blueprintdata.io. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our once a week newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.